We were waiting on Beach today. I know. I know. That is the first time you've been. That is the on first. Me. Well, it's it's definitely amongst the first times. No. Listen. First of all, I've never been late. Some have been technical difficulties of which you didn't necessarily have control over. And B. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have not been the person who's canceled the most episodes. Oh, well, right? that's true. <laughs> In conclusion, I uh, I think that I should get off with a warning and a, a light hand slap for this one, guys. You get off however you want with light slapping. That's what she said. All right. There it is. Welcome back to Scotch and Splendid, guys. It's the podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like your favorite fan theories coming in from your favorite bands. Our favorites. Our favorites. You know what makes them our favorites? Because they sent them in. That's as easy as it gets, guys. (laughs) Before we dive into this uh, soft, nice, easy, lazy Scranton we uh we got to tell you right now we are your co-regional managers. I'm AJ. I'm BJ. I'm Nick. And uh like I say on this episode, we've got some fan theories to catch up on, guys. You guys have been sending them in. We won't even be able to get to all of them today, but we will be able to get through at least a handful of them uh to hopefully catch up and uh before this uh holiday season just starts taking off into the wild world. Um before we dive into these awesome theories that have been coming in via, oh, I don't know, Apple Podcast, Instagram, email, we want to remind you to leave that fan theory at all of those. <laughs> it's pretty easy, guys. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you're dropping it on Apple Podcast. Drop us five stars. Maybe it's four and a half. I don't know. You do you. All right? No. All we five. want. What are you talking about? It's oh, five. Oh, oh, five. Sorry. Yep. You're right. Uh, so do we? <laughs> You idiot. Uh, idiot. Idiot. N- idiot. <laughs> idiot. Idiot. Gotcha. There it is. Uh, okay. No, but like, so guys, go on to Apple Podcasts and uh, leave us that five-star review and drop a fan theory in there while you're at it. That's a great place to do it. Maybe one of the first places that we go and look. If you're not going to do it there, I bet you can find your way. You probably got an email. It might be old. If it ends in AOL.com, we might think it's spam. But regardless... <laughs> You should still send us an email if you need to. At, it's at uh, Scotch and Splenda Podcast, all spelled out uh, at gmail.com. Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com. And by all means, social media is there for you too. You can always shoot us a message at Scotch Splenda anywhere. Search for social media at Scotch Splenda. No and, no ampersand, just Scotch Splenda. Last but not least, guys, make sure that you uh, you can still call in. This is last but not least to our voicemail. You can hear your voice on this show 
for all of the other listeners to enjoy as well. That phone number is... Uh, just kidding. Ah. 319-359-7977. There you go. Uh, make sure you guys uh, call in, leave that voicemail. Uh, honestly, I don't know why I didn't even recommend that first, but <laughs> it, if you know what, here's a, here's a better idea. Go on Apple Podcasts, write it out, and then you've got a wonderful script to call in with. How Tremendous. about that, guys? You're doubling down. You're becoming another one of our favorite people on this planet. Do you understand? I hope you do. Uh, guys... Where do we want to go? Well, I think we should, uh, what do you think? Start us off with uh, a toast ski, Beach? Do you want to do that? You want to just, you want to get. This is a lazy you scrant. Get Liddy? Yeah. This is a, Let's start. Uh, I'm thirsty. Thirsty daddy? Want, I'm thirsty. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll get, that's the, that's office Olympic segment. Sorry. That's, oh. You're in the wrong segment. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> what, calling you daddy? I don't yeah. like that. <laughs> Please don't call yourself our daddy. Anyway, who brought the, who, who brought the delicious uh, drink for us to share today? Uh, I brought one and AJ brought another. We've actually got two, believe it or not. Interesting. Uh, it is a soft side with extra hard liquor. Yeah. Um, okay. Yikes. So our first one I brought in, I wanted to do something a little different this time. Uh, we do a lot of booze. Uh, obviously a lot of bourbon, a lot of whiskeys. We don't do any scotch because you guys don't like scotch. That's fine. Um, I had, I was, I was rifling through my whiskey collection today and thought about bringing in a crown vanilla. Um, and then I was like, nah, (laughs) I was like, we can do worse than that. As uh, coming from the guy who probably has a soundbite on the internet that consists of, you can drink any bourbon you want, but if you drink screwball, Fuck you. Yeah, I track that. I think that sounds bites out there. Coming from you, yeah. Vanilla Crown oh, as sounds a mixer, like an absolute sure. insult it's to a, a straight palate. It's a solid mixer. If you got people over and you're wanting to just get a little fun, you throw it in like a you throw it in like a cherry coke, you throw it in a root beer, you throw it in an orange soda. Uh, okay, but you were talking about drinking it straight, and that's yeah. what I mean, is like oh, like yeah. drinking this straight, that sounds like an insult to that's the palate. That's why I didn't bring it. Thank so instead goodness. I brought this, which is much worse. We've got God Jefferson's Malort today. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> Which is uh, I don't or is it Malort or Malort, Malort or Malort. I don't know. Yeah, it's got e- a either one. It's got a little what is this called? This little two dots over the O. The umlaut. I don't know if that's what it is or not, if it's, it's over like, an O. But anyways. It's like um, uh, Americans pronounce Voldemort, but yeah. really it's Voldemort. Yeah. You know? But nobody likes the French, so we're going to let it ride. Yeah. Okay. Why does this um, look like it has some sort of, you know, discriminatory seal of the eagle of Hitler? I don't. Well, it does yeah. seem a little. It does seem a little pre-Berlin Wall. Yeah, I would say uh, so. This is definitely pre-Hasselhoff. It is not technically a whiskey. I don't know that it's even technically edible. If I'm honest. Okay. Um, it is a liqueur, which is made with uh, what is this? It is uh, a flavor of an unusual botanical. Oh, an unusual. So they don't even want to name the botanical. Well, I can tell you what it is. It's wormwood. Okay. Is what it is. Oh, good. Um, oh my! I, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> I can't wait to try this. And so I, I just for fun, thin. because they can't even describe the flavor on the bottle. I just yeah. Googled Malort flavor. Yeah. And and there is a, a really good official review out there that I uh, I am sure we're going to agree with here once we get a tasty. I uh, I don't. Should we taste first and then read it or should we? Yeah, 100 okay. percent. Yeah, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh, I will I put my words in, in my mouth. mouth. Yeah, but I did. Uh, I'd rather take the words at this point. I did read once to, one time that Malort tastes like uh, somebody left an ashtray in the rain overnight and then drank it. <laughs> that's that's what we've got today. It's real bad. Good God, I'm excited. Why do people subject themselves to this? I don't know. It was a freebie. It got tossed in with a beer trade I did once. It's a, that, it's a that's Chicago not a freebie. Thing, right? I think that was part of the payment. I that think it was you a paid. threat. <laughs> I think you paid for that, whether you like it or not. I don't know if it was a gift as much as it is a threat. I but th- you're right. We should we should bust into that. And then to try that, AJ has an excellent bottle that he brought in. Yeah, to wash this down um, and really cleanse the palate, if you will, we'll get to it. Um, okay. But uh, I'll, I'll bring that one up in a moment. But... Um, you're yeah. bringing up a lot here in a moment after you drink this. Cool. Yeah, let's try it. All right, let's give it a shot. I would, I would like to know what your thoughts on the nose are for this. The nose? Yeah. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's like. It's like somebody took. Um, it's like somebody took like rubbing alcohol and then like watered it down. Yeah, and then let let it let like they used like they used here here's a perfect example. They used an old rubbing alcohol bottle as a rain gauge. How about that? Yeah, in comparison with the one you said <laughs> being left out in the rain, I had, it's like watered down, like rubbing alcohol. I don't remember which friend it was, but one of them described it as uh, I think it might have been Riker Garrison, friend of the podcast, uh, described it as. It smells like that organic bug spray that doesn't work real well. <laughs> it's like, like, <laughs> okay, so like, yeah. sure. Like, yeah. It's bad. Uh, like off brand bug soother. Yeah. Is basically. basically what you're saying. Yeah. It's not, it, it smells like you're trying to smell a black licorice through a plastic bag. Yeah. Thanks. I hate that. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, along right, let's with the peach iced with. tea, like Michael said, I was telling AJ before the podcast, he said, peach iced tea. I said, you're going to hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you the way that you are? Anyways. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Cheers, you batches. Cheers. Cheers. Are you sipping or shooting? I'm shooting. Okay. I'm getting this shit over with. Are All right. Let's do it. Me? It is a uh, 35% ABV, by the way, in case you're curious. Oh, good. Yeah. Or for those of you out there. Hey, let's make a liqueur that makes people hate themselves. We are drinking it out of uh, small plastic shot glasses. BJ, where is yours? Which is... I'm sorry. Cheers. Cheers, keys. That's not Malort. <laughs> yeah, it is. Look. That's uh, that's awful. What, do you what ha- is floating I, in I did, that? Is that the worm from yeah, the wormwood? It's got a floater in it. <laughs> Yikes. All right. Bottoms up. It's kind of horse shit. Cheers. I'm going to be honest with you. Cheers. Fuck off. Uh, uh. I've had worse. Nope. It gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's, nope. <laughs> it's a Chicago thing. Like, it they is. drink it in Chicago. Yeah. Like, yep. I think, and I think they do it to like prank visitors or they do it to prove that 
like they're they don't like living where they're living or i they, they must not <laughs> they don't know why they drink it it's like how new yorkers their entire personality is we're so tough because we suffer all the time yeah. They were like, yeah. what if we bottled that and sold it in Chicago? Somebody needs to tell them that thin crust pizza isn't suffering. It's yeah. just it's yeah. just like lowering the calorie count. What do you so what are your thoughts? I mean, I like I say, like it does indeed get worse as it settles on the back of your tongue. Oh yeah. That um there is and it is. It is uh it is medicinal. Yeah, like it's like the tea. bitterest thing you've ever tasted. Yeah, like, and it doesn't even hit you up front. And I, I, I told you, like, it, it, what there, there's, there's parts of it that are reminiscent actually to like, uh, like, like gin. Yeah, on that back end, but it's not as brutal up front as gin. Yeah, um, I like gin. I'll drink drink gin on ice. Yeah. Um, I will say though that like that the longer it settles and sits on on like your tongue especially the back of your tongue yeah it's like it's like if i breathed too close to like a, a halogen light bulb i think it would be a a, a fire <laughs> hazard so yeah there's just, something very very medicinal very like you say incredibly bitter yeah about i just i just googled uh malort cocktail recipes yeah and there's it, a couple was the first put, one that came up that just said just go fuck yourself put it in the garbage no, there's, <laughs> That's one your that, cocktail. There's, what, there's one that you you click on it and it says i know you're trying to get through that bottle but just dump it <laughs> <laughs> so damn close <laughs> and then it says but if you don't want to dump it mix it with grapefruit makes it a little worse <laughs> oh god well yeah i can oh, i hey, can tell you let's add the bitterest stone fruit we can think yeah. of <laughs> so i'm drinking a fresca Almost to wash it fruit. down which is grapefruit flavored yeah um i will tell you when i when i took that first sip i was like man that felt worse yeah oh that sucked um it seems fine now. Yeah, it's it's pretty much cleared out. Um, I'm drinking. Uh, I have a I have a, a beer back here. It's uh, back pockets. Uh, Tipsy and Tijuana. Wonderful beer. Uh, just a delicious beer. Light lager with a hint of lime. I mean, what more do you want? And uh, yeah, I think the lime certainly makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so this uh, this a uh, <laughs> this review says please. Malor is famously challenging to drink. What a great start. <laughs> yep. Love that. Uh, with a flavor that includes notes of gasoline, grapefruit, sweat, wax, fire, mineral oil, and bitterness. Yep. So unless you're giving it to someone who knows what they're signing up for, it is a great gag gift. <laughs> it's it's the like, equivalent of... Is that it? Yeah. Okay. It's like the equivalent of... It's It's like a... It's like already in a bottle, the same joke as ordering somebody a cement mixer oh, at the man. bar. Yeah. Yeah. But without the curdle. Yeah. You know, oh, what I you'll mean? get curdle. If you've had dairy in the last 72 hours, yeah, you'll get curdle. Y- you bet. I can't wait for that grilled cheese to find its way back from a day and a half ago. Yikes. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what. That that is the essence of it, and you know what? You know what? I'm glad you actually said because, like, uh, it does. It's like it tastes like a wax thing. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. Have you guys ever like eaten a candle? Like, t- like, like scratched your ear or something? We've all been on Molly at Home Goods. You get it. See, yeah. you, like, you scratch your ear and like you kind of go through it, and you're just like, oh man. And then like something comes around. 
and uh, and and you end up putting your hand in your mouth. Yeah. And then oh. you're like, oh, that's oh. earwax. Yep. And you're like, that's the worst fucking thing on earth. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. that's malort. Are you that's- got like an earwax, <laughs> like uh, bean boozled? That's yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's that. Yeah. So so guys, malort turns out malort is just uh, earwax extract. Yeah, it's really so, rough. There we go. We got it. Nailed it. So what's your right. what's your rating on that? How much Splenda can you fit in this Dixie cup? <laughs> I don't know, but that's, we need a number of packets. That's approximately how much it would take for me to have another taste of that. It'd be like twenty packets, yeah, of Splenda to fill that. And up. the only reason it's a three is, ounce cup. The only reason that's the case is because I haven't eaten anything today. Oh I man, just would really like to be able to eat the sugar and or Splenda to compensate. I did text BJ um, ahead of time and said, prepare for a new ceiling on yeah. the Splenda <laughs> packets. Yeah. Um, All right. Why don't we actually try the whiskey? How we're about here we do try. something good? Yeah. Ooh. Yes. That had a nice little pop to it. That was. Just a little top off. My ice cube's getting a little sweated. Um, we got we got uh, Dwight Jr. and Plop over there. Yeah, Dwight Jr. and Plop. Am, uh, I, am I Plop? <laughs> Guys, am I Dwight Jr.? So I found no that there's there's Dwight Jr. and then there's the plop. There's the Dwight Dwight Jr. and then there's the got plop, it. You know, got it. Plop. So guys, um, you know me. You know I love my Cedar Ridge. You know it's made in our backyard. You know it's like the best thing. It's like basically what made me a bourbon drinker. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to. Get a bottle of. Uh, I'd have to look at the date on this one. Uh, it wasn't. It was earlier this year, but this is a small batch. Um, you know, sing, single small batch barrel proof uh, straight bourbon whiskey, 116 proof, um, 58%. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, barrel age, barrel proof bourbon crafted from Iowa corn, uh, aged in. Uh, char number three barrels and non-chill filter. Do you guys know what that means? Uh, yeah, there's a there's a non-chill filter and then there's a, a chill filter. And I I am just assuming using common sense. Just temperature. <laughs> I don't I don't know for sure, which makes me disappointed as somebody who is so big into whiskey for a while. You guys, don't, I would assume that it has something to do with the temperature at which it's filtered. But you guys don't know about the benefits of one way or the other. No. Hold wow. on. Give me. Wow. Give me a Gee, thanks. Can we just can we just place a cut and act like we did? Can we just ask Google and you guys could maybe pretend? Hey Siri. Um. That. What is chill filtered versus non-chill <laughs> filtered? She's don't calling put it emergency out with your response. Boots, Tad. Uh, <laughs> So how about how about this? The, the barrels are aged in a non-climate controlled uh, rickhouse. Uh, Midwest weather exposes them to temperature swings of over a hundred degrees each truth. year. Uh, Big truth, resulting in a unique flavor profile that can be achieved that can't be achieved in other climates. This is seventy-four um, percent corn, fourteen percent rye, twelve percent uh, malted barley. Ooh, and That'd a blend. Sweet. Uh, let's see, or sorry, this, and yes, so this is, uh, age three to four years. Oh, wonderful. This will be sweet. Small batch, Cedar Ridge, barrel proof, straight bourbon whiskey. Batch number zero one. Zero, 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 one. Yeah. Uh, so so, sorry, this is not a single barrel. difference between chill and non-chilled while we 
sip on this. Yeah. yeah. This is, I, I, I apologize. I may have said it beforehand. I think I said it was a single barrel, but it is not a single barrel. It is just a small batch and it is a blend of barrels aged three to four years. Wonderful. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Chill filtered whiskey have a certain flavor and aroma compound such as fatty acids and esters removed. A non-chill filtered whiskey, which is what we're drinking, has un, uh, has not undergone this process and so may appear hazy when it is chilled Interesting. or diluted. Well, pretty, pretty damn so is it bar- you said it's barrel strength? Yeah. It's 119, you said? Yeah. Some people prefer to drink whiskeys that have not been chill filtered as they believe it gives the whiskey a more full-bodied flavor and mouthfeel. I know it's big with scotches. Okay. They'll point so, out, especially when one is like purchased by like a Diageo or something like that. That's like a large conglomerate. People will like shit all over the fact that oh no, it's chill filtered. Diageo sounds like a like a midwestern Italian chain restaurant. They own so many of the brands that you know, like yeah, not just a garden, not just across yeah. like scotches. <laughs> But you know, you know when we did Game of Thrones watch parties and we did the uh, Game of Thrones Scotch tasting, we did all of them, all owned by Diageo. Do they own Cajinos? I don't think so. They do own Cooper's Seafood. What about Alfredo's? They own Pizza by Alfredo, but not Alfredo's Pizza Cafe. No. <sighs> yep. Wow, they got some work to do. This is lovely. Um, guys, this is uh, this is very tasty. I love Cedar Ridge. They put out such good stuff all of the time. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. CedarRidgeDistillery.com. CedarRidgeDistillery.com. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this much. Um, uh, it's one of these things. Um, I, I wish there was a name for this phenomenon that that would ha- that happens. Um, but here's the thing. Cedar Ridge, they put out a great whiskey. We talk about whiskeys like uh, as often as we can. You guys bring in amazing bottles of, of bourbon, and like, and when you consider th- like what we are drinking right now, I, I would put it up there with a lot of a lot of different ones that we've had. This is it's it's fairly smooth. There, you're absolutely right. It's got a little bit more body to it. It doesn't bite me in the ass. Yeah, like it's really really good and. The fact that it's just made in the in a swisher yeah. in the backyard is is yeah. basically it, does that make it like overlooked? You know how just like oh well we it's just, a, we just a, we're just used to gem. it. We're just yeah. used to having cedar. Oh yeah, Cedar Ridge is a thing. Yeah, but if you went us two states over, they'd be like, what the fuck, Cedar Ridge? Yeah, you know. And, but we uh, don't realize how spoiled we are. We don't realize that. how spoiled we are. You know, it's like a big city who they always get all the big concert acts coming through. Yeah, you know, yeah. or it's like they they live next to a stadium. It's like, hey, you want to go down to a to a, a Red Sox game? Yeah, let's go. I would. And there you go. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Well, it's like you're I just mean, spoiled by it. We get we get like Hawkeye super fans. Um, yeah, being in being in the Hawkeye State, go Hawks. Yeah. Um, and there are times where we'll talk about like 
how much of a pain in the ass it is to navigate like game day traffic and stuff. And people will be like, oh man, like they'll wait their whole lives to go to a game at Kinnick Stadium. Yeah. And then it's like, I would drive by Kinnick Stadium six days a week. Yeah. <laughs> you it, know it, what I mean? Exactly. And, and you know, it's funny. It's like you're just spoiled by it, uh, yeah. by having something like this just so close to home. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I live four minutes away from, from Cedar Ridge and it, it's it's not even a it's not even a plug. It's just like amazing the fact that I could go there anytime I want, probably, mm-hmm. and I I don't. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's but other people might be like, oh, dude, Cedar Ridge. Like, do you just go there all the time? It's like, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like Such probably an, the, how the guy feels that lives right next to Buffalo Trace. Yeah, you know? exactly. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. Yeah, or like the people who work there that are just like, uh, you're just they're just pouring like barrels full of pappy 23 all day and they like could give a shit less i I just think that's so interesting i wish there was i don't know maybe there maybe there is yeah what is that phenomenon i don't know living so close to something that it loses its luster but we certainly appreciate cedar ridge for their wonderful wonderful whiskeys we should come up we should come up with a an urban dictionary term for that and uh and tat and then we'll just put cedar ridge into that yeah and that's what yeah. it'll be. We'll go from there. It'll be good. Stamp it I like in. that. All right, Nick, why don't you read us the uh, the podcast, the uh, first uh, the review theory yeah, on yeah. Apple Podcasts. Sorry. Yep, that for sure. a weird way to phrase it. Nope, that's okay. I knew where you were going with that. From uh, Brandon21889, he says, uh, Creed's voice, I like it. I like it. <laughs> is the title of the review. Uh, it feels like you're talking to your buddies who are also huge nerds about The Office. From the fun fan theories to laughing while quoting lines you've heard a million times that still fill you with a warmth only your favorite sitcom can. My fan theory is maybe less of a theory, but an observation. I like while watching the series. When Roy goes into the office to attack Jim after finding out he and Pam kissed on casino night, it's specifically shown that Kevin leaves for the day before he comes in. I think... That's because Kevin is the only person Roy is afraid of in the office and because Kevin already told Jim, after everyone found out about his crush on Pam, that he would have his back if Roy tried anything. Kevin has the brain and the brawn and the looks of Ashton Kutcher. 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 (laughs) Ashton Kutcher. I really really like this fan theory because the way you the way you view it as the viewer is that he's pacing outside kind of psyching himself up convincing himself to go kick jim's butt right right yeah and but maybe he's out there pacing waiting for kevin to walk out but i mean how is that going to work if kevin doesn't leave well kevin probably is always out pretty quick huh he's got he's got cookies to eat at home well Yeah. yeah but here's the thing i think that roy is psyching himself up if I, I'm going to play on this, right? I'm going to play on the theory. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is psyching himself up. And let's let's think about this and the idea like, well, there's a lot of people up there. Yeah. There's a lot of dudes up there. Yep. I know how tight they are because I know how tight I am with my warehouse guys. Yeah. Little does he know. There's not. There's it's no tightness not. at yeah. all. That's and not true. It's well, not that it's not there, true. There's just, no I would back you in a fight level of tightness at that point in the show, except for Dwight's pepper spray. Dwight's pepper spray. Okay, but that is that is Dwight defending Jim. I think and, Dwight would do that and for that. any person in the office being attacked. Correct. Why do you just think like Dwight would do Dar- this? Or just like Roy would defend anybody in the warehouse. 
You're right. Yeah, that's fair. So the, my my reasoning is rescinded. Is that um. So, uh, can, will you guys clarify one thing for me? Do you remember if Stanley is still there? I don't remember. He's. I, I should remember because I'm sure he's in the background. But okay. I would assume. So I always kind of viewed it as Roy was outside pacing, like waiting for Jim to show up, and then right. he didn't because Jim was like lollygagging, getting out of there. And so here's what I'm asking, that or what and I'm so, saying. So is, I assume Stanley would be gone by that point in time. So if that's the case, if like, and that's what I'm trying to figure out is like, is Stanley? If Stanley is gone, think about think about it this way. Uh, Roy is saying okay. Stanley's gone, and so is Phyllis. Okay. So, okay. So there. Oh yeah. Later, Phil so or something and like Stanley that. Right? Walk out first. Yep. So th- and Roy's like, oh, he kind of turns around and looks at him. I'm watching the scene right now. Yep. There you go. Perfect. Thank you, BJ. And so that's what happens, right? Stanley leaves. Phyllis leaves. Yep. That means that there's, and then he sees Kevin. Yep. As far as we know, walk out, and by that time, considering the time difference, yeah, of when Jim is talking with Karen. Uh, about being agoraphobic. Yeah. Since Roy saw Kevin leave, there's now two of these like tougher, like looking males, bigger guys. Yeah. That are I've already left. Yeah. And that way, it's like you know what? I was waiting for Jim, but I'm just gonna go up there. Yeah. I've seen them all leave, and so I think it could be it could be yes, just Kevin, but it could be Stanley as well. So I'm just saying, like enough enough is left there. Maybe he really is afraid of Kevin. Hold on real quick. Let's get canceled. Oh. Suck it up. Here we go. And we're going to go to dinner. Yep. And then we're going to go to the Later, Kev. Hey, help her. Hey. Everybody coughing. <laughs> That's how gases work. They fill the space of the... I've noticed in the past, but I wouldn't have thought about it unless I just watched it, is everybody in the office that was still there is coughing, freaking out, or like walking, like pacing quickly in the background. Except for one person. Could you guess who that person is? Is it Creed? It's Creed. (laughs) Creed's sitting there, and he's just kind of like... Kind of like biting his nails, like just kind of observing, like <laughs> just he made no movement. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely been a part of of a march or like quote unquote riot. Yeah, that or something that turned riot and definitely got hit with tear gas in the sixties and seventies. Oh yeah, you know he's yeah. just impervious to it. At yeah, this he's point. like oh, I'm pretty used to this by now. Creed's got a little like spray <laughs> bottle of milk. He just quick spurts his eyes. Yeah, with, exactly. and He's like, all right, we're good. Ooh, well, that was you know weird. his entire tenure at the office is a lcd flat like lsd flashback oh LCD. yeah absolutely <laughs> he plays he plays solitaire because when he gets a stack and they all like cascade down it reminds him of the walls sort yeah. of moving like so and that's he's like he's like this is the closest i can get on the clock i do believe that that roy saw people leave and kevin very well could have been the catalyst for him deciding to go up into the office to confront jim yeah, that's what I will say. I good. So now that I just watched it, and maybe there was a time gap. So, and I'm not saying I, I'm I'm voting no. I just watched it. Kevin literally says, 
bye guys. And then, and Jim says, bye Kev and heads to the elevator. And the moment he walks out of the scene, the camera turns. So there could be a time delay, but Roy walks in. So Mm. now I think if we're following straight timeline of how the scene went out, okay. It is it is Roy getting out of the elevator and Kevin getting back in the elevator, closing the elevator and not hearing him yell, hey, Halpert, because he's already heading down. So, like, hey. that's the that's the timeline, according to the, the episode. Now, maybe the so, super fans episode will reveal. Well, that one's already out, so yeah. I guess not. But <laughs> well, so what I will ask then is, is it not necess- like, again, just following the theory? Yeah. Is it not necessarily Kevin? Is it Stanley? Because Stanley has stood his ground against Michael and anyone else in the office. Have you done lost your mind? I'll help you find it. Right? <laughs> Boy, have you lost your mind? So could have been could have been Stanley he was afraid of. I like Maybe the idea he that... was just waiting for a few people to leave so it wasn't quite as big of a scene. Very yeah. true. And then he then he psyched himself up. Absolutely. To go, and maybe he was. Maybe he just went up in the elevator, and he w- maybe he waited for Kevin to leave. Maybe he was already up. Yeah, and that's he was a just good point standing too. there. And Kevin just didn't think about it because he's a member of the you know the office family. So he's like, yeah. oh, well, bye, Roy. Maybe that was off camera. It could have been bye, Roy, and he said bye, Kevin. Yeah. And as soon as the door closed, he went in and went out. Right. Because I will say, Kevin did make a very, very clear that he had his back. If Roy tried anything, yeah, that right. is that is a very big argument for this theory. Yeah, well, and I like I like the idea that Kevin in that situation. So put Kevin back in that room when Roy tries to attack. Say Dwight's not there, doesn't get pepper sprayed. Roy and Jim are throwing hands and getting on the floor and getting after it. Yada yada yada. I don't think Kevin's going to be the type to jump in and throw hands and throw kicks and stuff like that. But Kevin might be the pull him off of him like hey guys sweating his ass off from the small amount of physical exertion be like why don't we just go and get some wings and talk this out type of deal like kevin I'm seems like the type that would <laughs> that would i think kevin would and, lay on roy he would try and like intervene for sure but i don't i don't think he's gonna be like oh yeah i got your back in a fight in the traditional i, could, so, I man, unfortunately like, could also see kevin if let's say Dwight wasn't there, there was no pepper spray. Roy tackles Jim and starts punching him, and yeah. Kevin was still there. I could totally see Kevin running up and be like, "Jim, are are you okay?" Like, yeah. not not immediately acting. You Jim, know, do you like, have this? Delay. Do you need my help? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you got? You seem like you've got him. <laughs> Jim, I've got your back if you want it. So Jim, my my thing blink here. twice if you need me. <laughs> my my thing is is that. Kevin interviewed for the warehouse. Yeah. Roy knows about Kevin. He yep. knows about the size. He might not know about anything outside of that as far as Kevin's personality sure. and his behaviors. Kevin is a he's he likes to frequent the bar. He yep. is technically an athletic guy. He's also a pretty quiet person as we saw when it came to uh, casino night. He's yeah. a, he's a pretty from so from the outside looking in. If you didn't know Kevin, you might think he's a pretty calm, cool, collected guy. Yeah, who can handle himself. And if Roy understands that, or he thinks that, and he's only really ever seen Kevin. Yeah, 
Just saying. I think that there's some validity to this, boys. Yeah, I like that. And I like, uh, I think, uh, I'm in. I don't know. I'm kind of here I mean, for it. Yeah, I'm in I on this. In. I think I'm that's here fine. for it. I think even at the end of the day, regardless, take Kevin out of the situation as far as being Kevin. Any, If you're going to fight a dude up there and you know that your warehouse is tight and so the office staff is probably tight, I think regardless... Anytime you can take another large, physically capable dude out of that situation that you're potentially fighting, that's probably a good thing from Roy's perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. another barrier. To regardless so whether it's Roy and yeah. Roy and Pam were together for a long, long, long time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, and you know, everybody, even even Pam, goes home and complains about work or sure. talks about their coworkers, especially. So Pam. Roy probably has a pretty good insight of what Kevin is. And Pam's probably like, you know, Kevin's a super nice guy. He's just, you know, not the sharpest can. He's a teddy bear. In a toolbox, he's a, you know, yeah. like, like probably like that. But, but he's always willing to help. He's always the one. I mean, we see him. He's the one that moves the tables for the Christmas party, right? right. So it's like, yep. he's he's the muscle of the office. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the big probably. teddy bear for and sure. One hundred percent. Guys, I think I'm in on this. Yeah, I'm I think in. I'm in for sure. Yeah, that's a great sure. theory. Um, let's stamp it in something stamped. i never would have thought about without fans submitting theories Thank that's right so so much to brandon 21889 brandon you're one of our favorite people we love you we appreciate you friend we got a right. we got more we do got more yeah. let's, let's let's rattle some more with another one beach okay i want to i want to do a quick shout out to uh to benji walton benji benji, benji he is he is probably uh, what we'd consider if we had like a, a Patreon. Like he would be a top tier follower. What a guy! Okay. Yeah, he's he's good people. You have excellent taste, Benji. Yep. So uh, he sent us an email, and he's also sent us a uh, rev- or a fan theory on Instagram. Both great ways to contact us. Also, Benji, got to call in, man. Got to yeah. call in. Yeah, through a nine three five nine seven nine seven seven. Boom. Yeah, something like that. So he first <laughs> the email he sent. He had a he had a couple feedbacks on and thoughts for the business of the reboot of yeah. the office. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we when we when we talked about this, we got a little hung up on um, like dispensary ideas yeah, for sure, and um, and also like uh, uh, what, what what do we call it? like um, supplement stuff? Yep. To like yeah. competitor supplements when, and some other things, and I did I did think about it more, and I I do I think we spent too much time wasting on the dispensary because I feel like that's a growing business, and this needs to be a declining business. Was that a pun? was that a good pun? Was that yeah. an effortless pun? That that <laughs> good for you, man. That <laughs> that's what she said. Nope. I've, Why are you the way that you are? There. Honestly, Guys, every time I try I to do something fun or you know exciting, I'm the yeah. pun guy. you make well, it not that way. I hate. Oh. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, I love it. Okay. I love watching I'm the you pun guy. I always have been. I okay. know you're a, you're a punny and guy. Whether, I whether I'm talking it, about anything about it. the office or I'm talking about dispensaries, you should have high expectations. I hate that. I'm just kidding. I love it. <laughs> just kidding. Right. I love it. Anyway, so his two, his first one was COVID face masks. So okay. in a post-COVID world, a company that jumped in too late on the new trend. Can I new, just say, th- can I just say real quick, 
I replaced a button on my board for from, and I replaced the Dwight, you ignorant slut, and I've never needed that button more. Continue. Did you replace it with Monday Night Football? I did. Was that the problem? <laughs> so. Uh, I, think we should, I think we should keep that just for in the future when you go to hit that and forget it's monday night football that's oh, gonna dude. be comedy gold <laughs> yeah so i assume when he says like the covid face masks that he's in uh and i and don't i don't think i'm like an anti-masker talking about this but too late he's he's probably referring to not like the the m95 n95 whatever they are called yeah. but the uh I'm assuming like the fun ones, you know, where people started like making like fun masks, like that yeah. said stuff. Like well, I'm sure there's a mask out there that says that's what she said. Yeah, right? you know, like I'm I'm gonna assume it's like those style. This face is masks. a mask that looks like a face, so it doesn't because look if like he's, you're if he's a mask. talking about medical face masks, yeah. I, I think that's also a, an industry that is still <laughs> much much needed. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, so, but his second one I absolutely love, and it might be the winner. It is DVD slash Blu-ray manufacturing. Oh, my God. I love that so much. <laughs> oh, dude. It's still an issue. Oh, yeah. Like, this isn't even, like, early, like end of the 2010s, this is becoming an issue. Oh, yeah, for sure, but for sure. But now, now. They're still being made. They're still like, being made. Yeah. And they're still definitely banking on some sort of sales for that. Think about that, guys. I Think about the world we live in. Walk into any Sam Goody right now, and you'll still see a ton of DVDs and Blu-rays. What's a Sam Goody? Yeah, where would we find one of the three of those that still <laughs> exist? <laughs> Sorry. Um, How, if you I, walk into a Bed Bath & Beyond, you will find God. DVDs. <laughs> PJ's like, I'm so sorry. Hold on. What's new right now? Circuit City? So uh, so <laughs> apparently apparently Bed Bath and Beyond is in decline too. Radio show almost every day in 2006. And I see that they have the newest DVD slash Blu-ray. I love so much the idea of Dwight Schrute-esque character going on a rampage about like, and just a rant for days about like, the ownership benefits of physical media versus digital media. Yeah. And he's like, you, I can just picture like a cut of a phone call, but you never really own it when it's on Netflix. <laughs> and, like, and then he just hangs up. And he's like, Grr! what if all the servers go down? You there could, it is. Like, you could pay $21 once and own it forever instead of every month. Well, yeah, but I don't have to get up so I can go. To, I don't have to get up. I can just do it from right from my remote. I don't even own a Blu-ray player like, anymore. That's, they're so yeah. inexpensive. So okay. <laughs> it's so, so funny, though. Okay, here's here's the thing, though. Okay. We, lo we lost internet. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we uh, we had a we had a situation where I was on the phone trying to frantically figure out why we didn't have internet when all my neighbors had internet. I, I'm Who's the ISP? You call them out. I am blessed to live in a in a house that has fiber network. Yeah, fibered right yeah. into the house. Hashtag that was, part, that. Of, that was part of my builder deal. That's my okay. favorite. We have that too. And they couldn't figure it out. Long story short, <laughs> I'm on the phone with this tech guy, and I he sends me outside to go to the box that the fiber feeds into, and I open the box, and a I don't know 597 thousand wasps fly out of it at me. <gasps> oh my god, dude! <laughs> oh no! Can you tell me? Can you tell me about the deposition that followed this? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you're allowed to talk phone, about this like, now? Like, if hey, it's an ongoing yeah. case. Like, your guys' internet was good, but Jan's was bigger. So. <laughs> DJ just became Nicolas Cage in The Wicker Man. He's just like, the bees! The bees! Jesus. And I didn't know that's where they had Burning Man was in Columbia. That's horrible. <laughs> And they severed my my dang line, and so oh my god, we were forced to go because the tech couldn't get out there to repair the line for four whole days, the longest four days of my dang life. Well, he wanted to make sure the wasps cleared out. We had to wait wait for the DVD collection to watch movies, and I truthfully told my my lovely partner. I don't think we own a DVD player. <laughs> We're screwed. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You've got an like, Xbox. She's like, nah, I got a Blu-ray player. Oh. And she pulled it out. And I was like, I have no, I had, I would have never known. I would have gone out and bought one. Somewhere. Bought I was going to say, one. did she have to go fetch it from the warehouse where they also store the Ark of the Covenant? Yeah. <laughs> 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 She's so much organized. Top She's very organized. Man. Top man. <laughs> Dude. Uh, what a great so, concept. Anyway, yes. Blu-ray DVD players. I love it. I think that's a perfect thing because 2023, 2024 called a reboot. Although sounds like it's much further off than that. Um, Can I, I uh, think that is a, a great industry that's still very much an industry because you can still buy every new movie that comes out still gets released. Oh yeah. Guys, DVD style. Here's the thing though, too. Think of it this way for it to be a genuine office scenario. It would have to be B2B DVD and Blu-ray sales. Oh my God. Meaning they're selling to like Best Buy to circuit city or they're selling to like to gas the stations, studios to studios. They well, they could be for distro. They, they could be they could be the the middleman again between yeah. the manufacturer and the and dis- distribution, oh and and the actual end client. Meaning, that's that's what they're selling to. They have to go like, hey, the studio really wants to push like this many units of Ocean's fourteen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like. Ocean's 14, like, did they watch the movie? Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. And and they have to like, it's like, well, that's what we're pushing right now. We're pushing cardstock. We're pushing Ocean's 14. Like, that's what they're out for. And just picturing Dwight, like a Dwight Schrute-esque character, somehow in a meeting with like a Disney's Bob Iger, and he's talking about how like, their app is the way of the is the way of the past and it's just a passing fad and they need to invest in physical media and he starts going in on like some sort of new y2k-esque type thing well and and keep what happens when the servers all get hacked keep in mind then he's that means a dwight s character would have a moment of bursting in on a meeting and saying and saying something along the lines of of November November 6th 20 2006 your paper supplier <laughs> could not come up with and that's what would happen and yeah. but instead it would it would be something along the lines you of, were let down by the likes of Maxwell yes. DVD that's right <laughs> 
unfortunately, that was that was completely out of stock of CDRW, and it was only CDR. You made one phone call to one Dwight Schrute, and within an hour, your orders were fulfilled for Ocean's 14 for 10,000 units. That's what it would be. That's good. You could have... You, and with the... With the the fame now that the show had, you could have so many celebrity cameos like of them going to meetings and, and, and like, you know, fill in the blank is there and the real yeah. Ashton Kutcher is there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, and like, you know, Dwight walks in and was like, Oh, Hey Ashton. It's like, Oh, Hey, yeah, nice, nice to meet you. And it's like, man, you look just like a guy I work with and then <laughs> moves on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, BJ, I need, I need some backup here because, um, Nicholas had the audacity to bring in a a beverage that I don't even want to pronounce. Yeah, and he, Malort. He won't enjoy any more of the cedar. Ridge. I have to drive home. It's a no. hundred and sixteen proof. So do I. You know what? If I if this was at your house like it was in the early days oh, and I could just crash on your oh, couch, I'm just, it's gonna, a I'm just gonna bring in I'm just gonna bring in extra booze. I'll do another small pour. Thank I will do a you. responsible driving home soon pour of this 116 proof whiskey. God damn, Ooh, I, I still got it. Not DJ. a good look, guys. I still got it. <laughs> Peer pressure at its finest. That's I guess. Yeah, come on. Uh, okay. Come on. No. All, all, right, all in. Go. That's you guys what I have had a total of less than one drink. I know. <laughs> Those pours are not. <laughs> it's like let's be real. This it's we are not making drinks. So these are sips. And there was uh, a quarter ounce and that three ounce Malort. <laughs> yeah, that was uh Hey, you guys remember when we drank Malort? Yeah. I wish I couldn't. So, well, okay. you drink uh, enough of this 116 proof Cedar Ridge, we'll get there, baby. God, okay. Um, I'll dude, drop you off. You're I'm, on my way. I'm a big fan of this uh, DVD Blu ray um, B2B sales. Uh, this is excellent mentality because I also love the idea of them having to fall into um, like all these niche like opportunities yeah like niche like businesses like like i said like truck stops yeah. like somebody's somebody's getting into the weeds and they're having a really tough month or something but like oh. an andy bernard says he stopped into like a, a truck stop like a jet gas or or something or like what whatever right and he says turns out i ran into the guy who owns uh several of the franchises and he bought up five thousand units like various I, units for this truck stop. I for, love the idea that like, <laughs> like that's what he does. <laughs> you, you get like a uh, like a Phyllis Vance yeah. signs an exclusivity for distribution on like the Marine Seven starring Logan Paul, and she's so hyped. <laughs> <laughs> oh no and but like like no one has the heart to break it to her or something yeah. like, i don't know why i can't like sell these like <laughs> i don't know why we just have boxes and boxes yeah. of see these. but that's too uh all of what we're talking about is too exciting for dunder mifflin that's right? true you're 100 so they'd never be selling, on contact in my opinion studios. guys i hate to say this they're selling blank dvds to <laughs> schools and retail operations of like here's God how you it. you can download your oh. video that you took on your iphone 
to your computer and burn it onto this DVD and play your family's birth kids birthday party for years and years to come. Yeah. Um, and a, a device that won't exist. And how many copies do you need? Yeah. <laughs> Forget about showing people on your phone. You want to put this content on the big small screen. In at your fi- at five copies, I can do this. But if you did have the inclination to go to 20 copies and divvy them out to your family, I could absolutely get them down too. I could I could throw in number. a half case of CD-R on those. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's <laughs> right. pretty solid, right. guys. I like That's that. Right, Thank Andy. you, Benji. I'm going piggyback, to piggyback off that one and do another fan theory. Hit me, baby. One more time. From the same super fan benji oh benji. god almighty he's on fire keep it going yep. babe and i and he sent this one i responded that i love it this one he sent via instagram yes and it and he said one thing y'all missed on the tony soprano scenario was okay. that dwight would actually get recruited by the fbi to keep tabs on tony <laughs> but he wouldn't necessarily believe them thinking it was an elaborate prank from jim <laughs> can I'm, you that is that's amazing so good we nice have nice work benji so four minutes he was to rattle this one off go let's do he it. was he was tricked into not once not twice but three times thinking he was recruited by the cia yes and jim pranked him three separate times with that so the fourth one comes in and it's the fbi now coming to recruit jim or recruit dwight yep. to be a a mole i guess yeah to be on, oh, to be officially on FBI payroll, to officially be a member of the FBI, although not a very important member, but a member nonetheless. Right. And Dwight is convinced that it's Jim emailing him, calling him with voice changer. He's not going to fall for this everything. again. The 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 yeah. thing that the fool thing me that, once, fool me twice, fool me three times, but on that fourth one, nope. The thing that led him down the path of thinking it's Jim is that one of the one of them said, "Look, think about it as a volunteer FBI position." Yeah, yeah. and that <laughs> is what is what ends up tipping him off to be off like alarm bells. Okay, okay, I see what's going on here. Very nice, Jim. And he like says it into like some like random like, a like pen on his desk. Yeah, that's just sitting there on the desk. And he and then he's like storms out. And yeah. and at, at one point or another, he confronts Jim about it, and Jim's just like, "What? I don't." I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what you're, what you're talking, talking about. Like I, I wish I did. I really wish I did. And then you just need that. You need it to just wash over Dwight the realization about what he just did. That by confronting Jim, he has disqualified he, himself he has, from the job because during that time he literally said, "You cannot tell another soul about this. Do not tell your like you can't. You can't you, tell your wife. You, you can't, can't tell, tell anybody. You can't tell your boss. You can't tell. Yep. You can't tell." Like your wife, you can't tell the person you work next to. And these are all things that start to like slowly tip him off. And then he confronts Jim about it. And then he goes back and like he said, <laughs> I have to imagine he just goes back, gets to the window like of the office. Yeah. And he's like, <gasps> and he sees the guys, the FBI guys, and they just look at him like, no. They just give him the Encino man head They're shake. just like, mm like I, I really like that. Let this one go. 
at some point they're trying to pitch Dwight on it and they're like, we'll give you a gun in case things go south. And he's like, oh yeah, you're going to give me a gun? Okay, yeah, because this is totally real, right? Yeah, yeah. And then and just like <laughs> desk pops in the middle of the office. <laughs> he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold do you on, got, hold on. Do you guys, on. hang on, BJ, can I say this really quick? Do you guys no. want the cold finish? Yeah. Cold finish. Cold finish? Yeah, the, the cold ending. Well, What's I guess it's called? a warm end. The opposite of a cold open. Yeah. No, it, it's called the tag. Come on, grow up. <sighs> what a fucking Ooh, look nerd. What oh, <laughs> a fucking I'm BJ. Nerd. I'm, in, I'm Ben. I'm in the TV industry. <laughs> My name's BJ. It's called a tag. I drink Malort often. No. I like Malort. It ends up finishing up, and we it zooms back to the annex, and the two FBI guys are talking to Toby using the exact same verbiage as Dwight. Oh, God. Thus feeding his need to write crime stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Toby's like, oh, my God, this is going to be my in-cold blood. This is what this it will, is. Will, this will, oh, my God. This will be my in-cold blood. We've, we, we've done this tie-in a bit. I love Come it. On. I love this so the, much. That, and okay, I love on, building on, on this on. that Toby just wants to be a secret agent. Go ahead, BJ. I cut you off. I apologize. No, it's okay. I got, uh, of this episode, I got maybe minute five figured out so the fbi contacts him it all seems very official okay dwight's innate nature is to believe it to be true right yeah and he wants it to be true he really does and so he's he's texting calling whatever he gets an email the email tells him all the job duties whatever blah 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 and the the sign off on the email is i Really appreciate your um, help and your assistance on this. Um, you will be considered under my wing as my assistant. Yeah. And and his sign-off signature is John Phil John Philip whatever Phil John Philip Souza. Yeah. yeah, regional manager, Center Pennsylvania FBI. Yeah, and Dwight's eyes go wide and he starts to write down pen and paper assistant to the regional <laughs> manager and then he writes jim that's <laughs> <laughs> so good i love the yeah. idea that the fbi needs dwight so badly that they're like still pursuing him after he's turned yes. them down yes <laughs> that they're like come on like the episode just becomes them trying to convince dwight well and think about this. Think about the last time that uh, he was on the roof and he destroyed his phone. Yeah. At that point, he never got any further with that. It's not that he discovered that was a prank or not. Yeah. We don't know technically. He just destroyed his phone because he, he just, was compromised. And, and because they needed him in Langley yeah. for the ice cream social to get to know the other potential <laughs> the other agents. agents. Yeah. And so the moment Dwight walks in... He says, I apologize about the uh, ice cream social that I couldn't make it. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. I, I love the idea that Dwight like starts naming demands. He's like, I will not wear a wire. That's exclusively what we need you to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 He's like, 
that's exclusively what we need you to do actually okay he's like, well then i'm no, not doing it without he's like okay but i'm not doing it without a gun you aren't cleared to carry a firearm okay fine i will bring my own <laughs> and i will bring my own fine. you can't do no, that you're not okay do that. well then i will bring a potato gun in a duffel bag nope nope i nope. will keep it in my car for guns. safekeeping he's like, like so okay okay <laughs> Only but my, you'll but you'll do it right. You'll do it. Okay. Are my hands <laughs> registered as deadly weapons? No. Okay. You can. <laughs> when we get to the orientation portion of this, you can skip hand to hand combat. I'm already an expert. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do we have time for one more? We got time for one more. Let's go. All right. Uh, this one's from uh, Robert. He he messaged us on Instagram as well. Robert. Uh, he said, my fan theory is Kevin's chili cold open is a nightmare that Kevin had. <laughs> the, ca- the chaotic crime scene of Kevin's chili spill was all but gone as soon as the episode started. Okay. So here's... Appreciated, yes. Here's... Uh, so Kevin shows up early to bring in the chili, right? Yeah. When is yeah. Kevin never shows up early. Never. You know ever. the first person that's there is so always excited. Angela. Are you sure it's not right? Michael? Well, I only when he went early. And by proxy, Ryan. Yeah. Because yeah, he only needs a sausage a, biscuit. He walked yeah, past Ryan sleeping in his car. Biscuit or whatever. <laughs> but no, hold the carbs. And no. Gosh, and so carbs. it's it's always, it's got to always right. be Angela. Like, I think I you're right. She, her, Dwight. You got to think, okay, her, Dwight. At one point, Oscar said he always shows up early so he can set, set the temperature yeah. of the of the building right so i'm thinking those three so kevin shows up extra early one day but it couldn't be that much earlier than normal because it's kevin yeah. right right he's not right. coming sure. in at 4 a.m no he doesn't have he doesn't have keys dwight has all the keys right and if he if he's dead they're yeah. already dead okay so well, yeah what yeah. if he died dwight <laughs> so, i'm dead you've been dead so for weeks it couldn't be that early he makes a huge mess and then immediately Everybody walks in and it's it's just immediately cleaned up. Okay. I don't know. I, yeah. I think okay. Be, okay. Okay. There might be some legs on this. Let me let me jump on this for two seconds. Okay. I I think some validity to this is that he's bringing in chili early in the morning, right? Who's who's eating chili at nine a.m.? Nobody. So he needs it for lunch. He doesn't bring it in a crock pot. It's a huge stock pot. How's he keeping that thing warm until lunch? They got a stove in the kitchen. I think they have a stove. All right. I think. Right? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they have a stove in the kitchen. So we can't use the microwave. It smells like popcorn. But <laughs> at the same time, keep in mind you could also he could also just scoop it out and say, "Hey, nuke it." You know. Yeah. Here's my thing. Now, writing 101 tells you that anything that ends in a dream is a cop out. Okay. True. Suck it, 80s network TV. That being said. I do actually really like it because all the all the writing, the props, the the uh, set design, all that stuff has has stated before that they used multiple pieces of carpet so they could get the right sure. amount of takes. They end up getting it in one take. Blah blah blah. That all being said, let's pull that out of it. Let's pull the fourth wall back in so we don't get to see beyond it. How about it? Really is a dream. Does Kevin still ever do chili night or chili day? Oh, I'm sure so, Kevin yes. actually does chili. Yeah. Now, here's here's an argument for why th- this is a believable dream that Kevin has. Because it's food related? 
Because that's well, where I went. Yeah, well, that's pretty one. accurate. There's, there's it does one. seem like a dream or nightmare he'd have. It does seem like a Kevin thing. So as somebody who uh, gets to suffer the work anxiety dreams. <sighs> oh, yeah. Same. Oof. Yeah, I feel I truly feel like once once a year, once a year, Kevin brings this chili in, right? The night before he was bringing the chili in, he probably had an anxiety dream about it and it's spilling like in it being yeah. it's his version of the the dream you have when you lose your teeth. You know, he does talk he, about doing this all the night before he's up the night before. Yeah. Yep. Dicing, uh, what does he say? Dicing tomatoes and yep. like crushing garlic and mm-hmm. yep. all that. Roasting the ancho Roast chilies. chilies. Yeah, the yep. ancho chilies. God, I want to try Kevin's chili so bad. I do too. The recipe's in the uh, Peacock TNC. Yeah, well, I don't yep. think it's real. I want I want, I want, want Brian Baumgartner's chili recipe. All right. I have his Fun cookbook. fact, side note for He's an Iowa shout out. Can we, can when, uh, we hit him up? I think we should just hit up Brian about um, getting his chili recipe. Yeah. Yeah, I'll ask him. I'm golfing with him tomorrow. Are you? Yeah, see, yeah. If, see if he's cool with that while you guys are playing Wolf. Side note, uh, Brian yeah, Baumgartner, as, as an Iowa shout-out, Brian Baumgartner came to a, uh, a bar here in Iowa when doing an event and was sent a bowl of chili rather than a drink, which he ate and then left a $69 tip. <laughs> I'm Brian, pretty sure Brian Baumgartner is just Kevin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Brian Baumgartner is basically one of my favorite human beings to ever exist on this planet. So thank you, Brian. Uh, that's good Mom. stuff. Spectacular. <laughs> All right. So I don't I'm, have a I'm lot in. Of I'm okay, but here's here's why. Here's why I'm in. Because yeah. either way, I'm good with it. Yeah, if it really happened, and it just got they because he was probably still cleaning up when people showed up, and they just walked around, and they're like, they, you know, Angela scoffed and said, oh, Kevin, <laughs> that noise he now makes. it's gonna smell like chili Aww. in here all day, you know? Yeah, and, like he he's just cleaning it up, whatever. Michael shows up, great. Now we got to call the carpet ladies, and we'll probably have to replace the carpet like they did when Todd Packer took a dump at my office. Yeah, <laughs> and, allegedly, <laughs> and uh, I'm okay with that. But also, like, it makes total sense that it's a perfect anxiety dream because there, there's nobody there. Like, there's yeah. no way Kevin showed up that early. You're like, right. To be the fr- you are, you know, you're right. I'm, I'm saying, like, keep, keep going, because you're right. Like, yeah. Pam's not even, Pam's not there. Michael's not there. The earliest people to show up in this office would be, would be Michael, Pam, Oscar, like you said, and possibly Phyllis, because she goes in with Bob Vance, who is the owner of the business next door, right? Yeah, those yep. are the people who are going to be showing up the earliest, and Kevin is going to be all of them there, so he can do what? Surprise them? Come no on. Like he's just, just gonna the he chili just, on the stove. Yeah, he just bring it in like normal, right? Yeah, he would just bring it in normal time. Yeah, why just the regular he know, he time. Knows everyone, everyone that's gonna eat it and enjoy it is gonna eat it at lunch. And yeah, nobody's gonna exactly. eat it at nine a.m. And yeah. be, because people, he's and and by the way, Kevin's gonna appreciate like maybe it's a very small amount of like oh like Jim is just like Kevin, you made your chili. Hey, awesome! Is it chili day already? Awesome! You know that kind of thing. Yeah. He's going to be excited to have that like feedback. He's not going to do it like first thing in the morning so he can fly under the radar with this. So no, yeah. I think you're you, totally right. And I think that Kevin's chili day is a very viable thing, but this is a fever dream that he had about bringing it in and it failing. And it was a disaster. And then yeah. he woke up with anxiety. <sighs> oh, God. And then he woke up and he looked to his bedside table and grabs a spoon 
eats a bite of chili, and he says, oh, thank God, it's still good. No, it's perfect. No, it's good. <laughs> and then he eats <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm stamping yes. We're stamping yeah, I, yes, I love that. Baby, let's oh, go. Only, only here, That's by right. submitting your fan theories, can you change one of the most iconic moments of a show and oh. turn it into a dream? Heck yeah, I love that. Dude. Good for you, dude. I love that so much. Um, I love the... Uh, that is that is great. You know why? It's in Like you said, BJ, this is a place where there are no wrong answers, there are no wrong ideas. You bring in your fan theories, and we get to explore them. And you know what? If you guys decide to call in, too, you might even get to express yourself a little bit more clear and say those side peripheral thoughts that need to sneak into something like this, discussing Kevin's chilly fever dream, right? Hell Bingo. yeah. Bingo. Is that it, guys, for uh, for that portion? I yeah, think I so. think probably. I think it's time to play some Office Olympics. I think so. That was, a, that was yeah. a healthy portion of uh, Kevin's chili, um, and now we need some Office Olympics to work it off. Correct. So you guys know this. It's Office Olympics times. My favorite part of the show is where Daddy. I make a game and make AJ and Nick play it. So basically, I say jump, they say. On who? On who, Daddy? I say dance. They say, how How high, Daddy? Stop it. Stop it. All right. (laughs) So we're going to do some very basic, very basic Basic. office trivia. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. I'm I'm calling this version of office trivia the Quernstein Bears versus the Einsteins. (laughs) Okay. So... Apparently, who is my who? orientation joke gets busted, but yours is free and flying. Okay, fine. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Yeah, I think that one's going to be okay. I, well, <laughs> all right. I'd like to go on the record saying I'd like to be distanced from both jokes. Can we, can we, let's get Nick to say something. Uh, oh, I've said racy. lots of shit that you guys cut from this show. Yeah, you also burp a lot. So, all right, BJ, okay. anyways, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so, basically, what this Son is, is I, I looked up a real, <laughs> like a real office trivia you would do at a brewery. Oh, what let's a go. fucking amateur hour. We've the, crushed those. That's these true. Are, but... These are some of the questions, and some of them are so, so easy hit me it makes me sick to even read them because if you're listening to this podcast or if you're on this podcast even nick True. you should know <laughs> what the fuck? yeah <laughs> he casts aspersions from his throne on high without ever participating this is Keep my that part in of mind Rolf, Rolf, leave it alone okay <laughs> so like i said Just some of these are going to be it. super easy a couple of them are a little tough okay but I think it'll be fun for the people listening because we've never really done a very basic style trivia. Sure. To be able to listen along while they're driving to work, driving home from work, sitting on their couch, whatever they're doing. Yeah. But whatever they're doing, you know what they should be wearing? Forefathers. Some, some forefathers. Yeah. Forefathers right. polos and hoodies. Office Olympics, Brad, you have forefathers, uh, an awesome brand that stepped up to help sponsor us. Please support them. There, our link will be in the show notes. Please, please, please help support this company that helps support us. They make amazing Definitely. polos. They're, they're polos, hoodies. They got a ton of stuff. And you know what it's for? It's for dads. You're right. Yeah. 
it's for dads. We're all three of us are dads, right? Guys, um, yeah, dog I mean, dads, real dads, people with daddy energy. Yeah, whatever you want. They're the softest yeah. of the soft. Yeah, they are seriously. And the polos, the shirts, not the men behind them. Well, you, you save them. It's a great. <laughs> if, it's a great Christmas present idea. Yeah, wink, wink, hint, oh, hint. Yeah. Coming up. Okay, uh, I can't recommend them enough. Sweat wicking material. Um, AJ and I golfed in them together. We oh, had our yeah. two buddies who suck at golf play with us. They also wore them. It we was awesome. Names, okay, so good. But guess what? We were the four best looking dudes yeah. on the golf course. You're dang right. That's right. You're dang right, dude. I just all got right. the classy one um, with the uh, with all the man cave like wear behind it. Oh yeah, the pipes, the cigars. It's a man the cave. The scotch polo. glasses. Hello, that's quintessential. This podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's like it was made for us, dude. I'm telling you, and it is. On on par with the most comfortable shirts I've ever worn. Was that a, a non intended pun? On par? Maybe. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, just contagious. Oh, just had to call it out. contagious. Since BJ is here, yes, guys, that was a pun. Anyways, BJ, <laughs> Office Olympics. <laughs> All right. Nick, you get to start this week. All right, Daddy O. Okay. Question number one. Can one of you guys keep track of the score for me, please? I got you. You're going to put it in our hands? Well, yeah. I mean, you guys are the ones battling it out. You're not going to let each other cheat. That's true. I might let AJ cheat. Are you sure? I got a soft spot. Nick, you ready? Yeah, hit me. Finish Dwight's security code. Okay. The T in Nepal is very hot. But the coffee in fuck something is much hotter. God damn it! I don't know. AJ for the steal. The coffee in Thailand is much hotter. Nope, wrong. Both wrong. Is it Singapore? What is it Peru? Peru. Damn, damn it. it. Okay. Okay. Peru another thing I should have mentioned with this game, because some of these questions are so easy, yeah. I'm going to treat them all the same. You get a very small pause to answer okay okay easy enough okay and if you answer anything remotely wrong if it's quote related you will not get the point okay understood okay aj question two yes this is this right, sorry go. nick i should have started with aj for you buddy what is the name of the color me shocked aj's yard? getting lobbed some fucking softballs <laughs> color me surprised people Keep AJ, tabs what on is it. the name of the building's secure security guard? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's Hank. Fuck you. Correct. Point AJ. Nick. What? What? <laughs> what does Dwight always keep an extra set of in his car for special occasions? Oh, God. AJ's excitement is terrifying to me. I don't know. AJ to steal? Birkenstocks. Correct. Point God AJ. damn it. AJ. Pam and Jim's first kiss took place where? Uh, what are you uh, counting as their first kiss? Answer the question, and I'll tell you what their first kiss was. Oh, God. I hope he gets it wrong. Their well, what you, you only get to pick one. What? What are you talking? We can't. Too okay, long of stop. a pause. Nick no, shut steal. up. Shut up. Shut Nick up. To steal. No, it's Nick in. It's in the office. No, Wrong. no, it's at, it was at Wrong. Chili's. 
It is Nick. a Chili's. But correct. Pam, but Jenna Fisher Come does on. not consider that their first kiss because she was still with Roy at the time. See, okay, okay. well that doesn't matter. Their lips touched. It's I just I reality. felt like I needed to give some exposition there so that it didn't look like I'm just stealing AJ's answer. It's called reality, not the Peter Pan right. Disney world. It's called world. you got Hank for the first answer. It's Why don't you settle down there, softball? Called- Nick, Nick, here's your here's your makeup for Hank. What Tell is the title Jesus. of Michael's movie? Uh, Threat Level Midnight. Correct. Point to Nick. Farts on Montgomery. (laughs) (laughs) What is the name of Kevin, Kelly, Aaron, and Meredith's trivia team? Uh, The the Einsteins. Correct. Nick. Yeah. What is Aaron Hannon's real first name? Kelly. Correct. AJ. Who did Kevin get for Secret Santa? (laughs) Himself. Yeah. He was Correct. supposed to tell somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what yeah. is Pam's favorite yogurt flavor? Mixed berry. Correct. AJ, what is the name of Pam, Oscar, and Toby's club? Finer Things Club. Correct. Nick, what is the worst thing about prison, according to Prison Mike? The Dementors. <laughs> <laughs> The Dementors. Dementors. Correct. AJ, Meredith has a PhD in what? A PhD in drinking. Give it to me. Nick. Social work. Doesn't she get her master's in social work, I thought? She gets her PhD and because she says something specific and it's not social work. Oh, damn it. AJ, a chance to steal it back. Um, Ph. I, I was I was working on my PhD in uh, social services. Nope, Nick. One more try. Uh, I don't counseling. Closer. It's school psychology. Oh, school psychology, yeah. which oh, is good. so freaking ironic because our kids are a train wreck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing joke that's underrated. Yes. Yeah. AJ. What is Dwight's all-time favorite movie? Who's got four? I have you at four. Are you out of your mind? I'm at five. We have some discrepancy on the score here. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) How is that possible? I I had you because I stole a couple of yours. I've stolen two of yours. I think AJ stole two and you stole one. And I started. And you missed that one. Right. Okay. So am I at four? I think you're at four and I'm at five. I think but, we'll go back to it and find that history okay. will prove you wrong. Okay. But that's fine. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Keep keep your keep yours going. That's fine. Go ahead. AJ, what is Dwight's all time favorite movie? Didn't he just get the last one? No. I you started with you and then AJ couldn't guess it, then you couldn't get Oh no no. Yeah. <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. It's Nick. You're right. This you're right. Stinks from the bottom to the top, folks. <laughs> oh boy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nick, what is yeah. Dwight's all-time favorite movie? Oh, uh, God. I don't know. Is it Bear Man? No, Agent. Uh, well, I know his favorite book, but I'll just I'll just say that. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. No, Nick. That's a great guess. Uh, same, epi- same episode. Alive. No, AJ, one more try. You said same episode? Nope. Desert Island movies, then? So, no. No, it's not. I don't know. Yeah, it was the same episode. You took too long to answer, and the answer is The Crow. 
The crow. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the crow. That's yeah, from the fire. Damn it. That's well done. Okay. I've missed that. Okay. All right. Who did I give that one to? Sorry. That was, that was me Nick, first. Nick. And okay. then AJ now. Come on now. Oh, God. AJ, what is the name of Michael's former boss who was decapitated? Ed Truck. <laughs> Un <laughs> yeah. fucking believable. Uh, Love it. Nick. Yeah. Who was the writer and producer of the show who also played Dwight's cousin, Moe's? Uh, Michael Shore. Correct. AJ. Who did the casting team originally want John Krasinski to audition for? Dwight. Correct. And that was it. Where's it at? Well, that says seven to five. I don't I have. I think it'd be seven to six. I corrected my score based on what AJ said. Regardless, he wins. But I think it was closer to right. Nick started. AJ ended. Yeah. Okay. So the winner of Office Olympics is AJ. Hey man, it feels good, right? Like hashtag not my winners. (laughs) The Einsteins. (laughs) We're gonna plan a quick little thing on January sixth to dispute these results. Here's what we are going to plan, gentlemen. Harmless stuff. It's going to be a peaceful protest. So, guys, here's here's my here's my question to my question is to our listeners, but this will be solidified uh, in in gold writing that the next office trivia event that we can find between our locations, we will be attending. And we will be fighting as a as a threesome, okay? Nice, that's what she that's said. What she said there it is. And <laughs> and we will battle for that top that that spot on top. Oh that's yeah, what she said. we lose any credibility otherwise, right? So now the idea here is listeners. So we will be doing that. That's solidified, right? That's stamped. Yep. Okay. Yep. Stamped. Got that. Listeners, do you want? any sort of live feed for such events. That would be great. We could do it. Well, we we'd, think it'd be great. Do they want it? We'd figure out, <laughs> we'd figure out if it could, if it needs to be like a discord thing, uh, whatever it's gotta be. You guys get a live feed into listening to us compete for an office trivia title. Okay? I would love that. I think that sounds like a ton of fun. Um, because as you, as you obviously just saw, boy, some of this stuff gets too easy for us. Am I right, guys? Too easy. Too easy. Can't believe you guys couldn't think of the crow. I know. I feel bad about that one. (laughs) However, I'm going to move on and I accept, I accept and BJ, I appreciate (laughs) the office Olympics as always. (laughs) That's not, uh, (laughs) Guys, we also really appreciate you listening to the show. That's going to wrap it up for what I guess was a lazy Scranton. Boy, it didn't seem too lazy to me. Uh, We had a great time doing it. We'll never, ever have Malort on this show again, but God knows we might have some more Cedar Ridge, and uh, we can't wait to hear more of your fan theories. Guys, this is how you get involved in the show. You leave us a fan theory. You drop that five stars on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, but on Apple Podcasts more specifically, you get to write your review or your feedback for the show. Tell us how much you love us, how much you hate us, and if you do that and tell us how much you hate us, I don't know why you're leaving us five stars. That's okay, though. Okay? I hope you do it anyways. I hope you do it anyways. All right? Five stars, these guys are junk. Somebody write that, and we will five shout stars, you out. These guys are junk. Five stars, these guys are junk. JK, um... 
Great Scott. That's Ed the next Truck review. Was the Scranton Strangler. I don't Correct. know. Put your thing in there. Put your thing in there. If you guys leave that review, that if you guys leave that five star review and say these guys are junk, we will shout you out on the next uh, episode. FYI. Okay. Uh, from there, make sure you guys can check us out on social social media. We've got uh, at Scott Splenda, at Scott Splenda, no and no ampersand. And uh, anywhere on social media. And by all means, check us out for that voicemail. We need that voicemail. What's that number? 319-359-7977. Guys, leave us a voicemail. Get your voice heard on this show for all the other listeners out there in the world. This is Scotch and Splenda, guys. Until next time, we will catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Goodbye. Goodbye.